you were He'd grown up just like Maybe. me. Maybe. Right, I was like, that was pointing right at me. Turn right there. Black male? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, white male. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice. Oh. Hey, that was great. Wow. That was funny. Welcome back to Fives of Crowd, ladies oh. and gents. Woo. We are your... Five white males. <laughs> <laughs> Way to start it off on a wow. racist. Yep. Canceled. Well, technically, you said it first. How are we canceled? That's uh, what we are. <laughs> we're, not, we are. we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> we're your five best friends. We that got Cam, Chris, Austin, hey. Zach, and myself, Tony. Hola. Hello. With uh Father's Day. Sadly, probably somewhere near <laughs> this video. Yes, whenever this comes out, <laughs> nobody <have> cares. <laughs> might have passed. Right. It might be in the for in the future. I mean, <laughs> we thought we would just do a dad, bomb. a dad cast, a dad cast. A dad cast. I like it. So um, to start us off, I, I liked this uh, this dad joke. It says yesterday I farted in the Apple Store and everyone got upset at me. It's not my fault they don't have windows. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that one's specifically for Cam. I, it is. I like that. That's awesome. So I, there's a comedian. I don't know if you guys sent it, I saw it, but I sent it where the guy was talking about Father's Day. Oh, I where, saw it. Where Christmas. So dumb. So, yeah. It's like the least celebrated holiday. Yes. Yeah. Mother's Day is the second most celebrated holiday just behind Christmas. So it goes Jesus, your mama, and then all the way down at like 16th place. 20th. Or was it 20th 20th. Place? 20th. Is Father's Day. It was no like Hall Halloween Father's is number Day. four. <laughs> no, so six. Was it six? Yeah. yeah, six. And so it's like ghosts and ghoulies are celebrated <laughs> before fathers. Yeah. Well, I think the, my favorite point that he makes in there is he's like, I can't even name 18 other holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arbor Day is before Father's Day. I don't even know what Arbor Day is. <laughs> I've accepted oh. my role in life. Right? <laughs> no, here's another fun factoid that I heard, though, was that Mother's Day is the least, like, calls to police or 911 emergencies of the entire year. It is the <laughs> least violent, least like across the board crime ridden day. Huh. Hey. We always got in in all the movies, like even the hardest criminals are always like afraid of their moms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. They all love their mamas. Yep. So, or sometimes their mother's the crime lord like in uh, the Goonies. Crime lord. <laughs> yeah. That's She's a the, mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this day and age. <laughs> I'm lost. I haven't seen Goonies you since really I was like five, dude. The mom oh. is like the leader of the gang. Yeah. What? Yeah. My boy. Not of the boys. <laughs> yeah, that one. Not of the boys, but like of the, the, bad gang. the bad guys. Like the bad guys. Oh. Eight of my boys. Uh -huh. Got you. Yep, got you, just got like you. that. All right, all right. Uh, All right, so this is well, like a dad vomlet? Is yeah, that what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, so kind of what I thought was... Uh, you know, we could do some dad jokes. We could do dad advice. Dad advice. Um, dad advice. Dad advice. Um, I found a couple just heartwarming stories about dads. So, I mean, Aww. you know, just just dad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to new dads 
<clears throat> or just new parents. Right. <clears throat> Think, don't react. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I still do that. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's easier said than done. Absolutely. I, I saw one recently that helped a lot, and it kind of goes along that same lines. It's like when your kids are doing something that's like just irritating the crap out of you. Think to yourself real quick, in 80 years, mm-hmm. when I'm an old man, how much will I miss this moment? Yeah. I won't. Not at all. You will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw, I saw one similar in that, the, but the, the, it was just a slightly shift, slight shift in the thought process. And that was, imagine you are, you know, it's 40 years down the line. Mm-hmm. And this moment is the moment you get blipped back to. This is the moment that you oh, get yeah. to relive. How would you react in this mm-hmm. moment versus how you are acting now? Tearing heads off is what I'm doing. No way. <laughs> well, I've always heard that it's, and it goes for life in general, but it's live your life like a documentary, which means always like a camera's best. on you. Like do your best. Not like a camera's on you, but just like you're doing things with a purpose, not just huh. be like Steve Irwin. Be like Truman. I'm the Truman. He didn't know what was going oh, on. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. He had no idea. he escaped. Idea. <laughs> yeah. he, he went for some milk. Like, well, wait. After 18 years. There's an escape button? <laughs> well, after 18 years, you can't. <laughs> oh, man. That's a tough one because I think for me, it's like I didn't realize how much patience I needed for my wife. That was the hardest thing for me to learn was just like, you're both growing through it, but you need to be more patient for her than you will ever expect. Right. Like that is, that's a very hard and harsh reality, especially when with your firstborn, because everything's so new, you don't know what the F you're doing. Mm-hmm. Neither does she. It's frustrating for both of you. You look back at it now after having now that we're on our third kid and you're like, dude, having a kid is freaking cake, but it's only cake because we have that experience and we know you have the acquired what to skills. do and it's you know yeah so but having your first child definitely you need to get patience big time and you need to be understanding of your spouse and be willing to help yeah. well and the patience isn't for the first kid the patience is for the other kids to come because like you don't realize how easy it is until you have more yeah <laughs> and then you're like I want just one again. Yeah, <laughs> right? Because you have the one and you're like, I'll give you anything but and everything. Like, you're you're like, the only creature well, here. Like, this is great. Like I have a memory of Brinley when she was a brand new baby. We had just dropped one of our cars off at our friends to get worked on. And I'm, or no, we went to go pick it up because Jenny wasn't in the car with me. So uh, she was driving the car we just picked up. I was in our other car with Brinley in the car seat in the back. And she just starts to cry because she's hungry. It's late. It's bedtime. It's just, you know, your typical baby cry. But as a first time dad, she's back there just screaming. And I literally like can feel tears coming as I'm driving. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get home. I can't do anything. Like, I'm just like, and it's just that like, cause it's just the saddest little infant cry. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're just helpless sitting back there. 
Now it's just like now they sit like, cry ah, and you up. just drive and you're just like <laughs> they're safe. Like, uh, like, well, turn and, up the music. And, and, and we should take a moment and appreciate the time that we're growing up and being parents in because meme culture as a parent is freaking top so notch. Good, it's so good. So good. Like you have the memes where it's like the first child you're like oh and you're like cutting up fresh fruit for them and it's like then it jumps. You guys like, still do that. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but then it cuts to like the fourth kid and it's like, go get your food and they're it dumping food into a trough. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's no, so good. The best ones, what was the, what was the commercial where uh, it's like, first time parent and it shows her like packing up the stroller has all the bags and she's packing up everything and then she's like okay you ready honey and she goes pushes the kid out in the stroller with all the bags and then it's like buy your second kid and she's got the kid under one arm grabs a handful of cereal and walks out it's <laughs> <laughs> like, so accurate dude. so true you realize all the crap that you did that really didn't matter they really are simple creatures they are like you, you see all those things where you buy them all these presents and then they go play with the pots and pans. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, just don't, don't stress. Just enjoy the simple things and let them play with it. Yeah. But well, that's actually what we're trying to do here is we're just trying to like simplify, get rid of mm -hmm. a lot. Of, like we put away so many of their toys and just let them use their imagination. And it's wonderful. Yep. It's so fun. I think the other thing that's great about the meme culture and everything is that you see that everyone else is going through the same thing. Yeah. Like for the most part, like when you think your toddler is the m most tyrannical human on the planet, <laughs> you'll talk to someone else and they'll say the exact same thing about their kid. And you're like, okay, it's all of us. Or, or even <laughs> We're better. Together. We're all in this. Or even better. You think your kid is just the biggest brat, tyrant, like as you call it. But it's like all of a sudden you go and hang out with other kids, go to like a playground or something. You're like, Oh, at least my kid's not like that. Yes. Like, I mean, you're like, all of a sudden you're, you're like, okay, I can handle like, mine. All right. All right. <laughs> I will take my poison over your poison <laughs> any day. Any no, day. I, I think, uh, one, one advice that even still today I, I try and work on, especially with the little ones is they're, they're trying to still understand their emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when they, are we too? Exactly. Right. <laughs> But it's like they don't know how to communicate. Like when you're angry, you can say, I'm angry. I need a moment. But a two-year-old, they're angry, but they don't know how to say, like, I need to, I need a moment. Like, they don't so, even know how to do it at 12 years old. <laughs> I'm angry, yeah. so everybody should be angry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. But for like, real. yeah, I mean, even at 12, like you and I having the teenage girls, the pre-teenage girls, I mean, it's a whole other game changer Cam now. Too. Yeah, that's right. With Kaylee, yeah. <laughs> it's a maybe, whole maybe, new world. maybe we should say the ages of our kids just so that those tuning in might be able to relate to one of us. So I've got a, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newborn. Mm -hmm. So the four-year-old's about to be five. Two girls and a boy. Two girls and a boy. I got a seven-year-old. A boy. 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 I have a three girls. Well, two and a half. <laughs> I have a 12 year old, a three, almost four year old, and then a newborn here next month. A baby on the way. Mm -hmm. Expedited. Yup. <laughs> Second day air. <laughs> I've got the three girls as well uh, 12, 10, and 7. Whoa. Yeah. 
And I've got girl boy, girl boy, 12, 9, 3, and 1. See? Yep. It's not just you guys. <laughs> I got a lot of kids in this room, man. Like, oh, my gosh. We do. We have 4, Five, 7, six, seven 10, 10, 10, to be 10. 13, 14. 14, 14 kids. Dude. Woo. 14 kids by just they us. They could overrun us. <laughs> <laughs> we get them the all together. And the grasshoppers. Can, can oh, yeah, we take dude. them? Do you think we could take them all? I mean, hundred percent. If we if we get started <laughs> now, it depends on how early we start. <laughs> like if they have time to to like work up a plan, we might be in trouble. All right, I got you. Got to strike. I mean, they're still gotta, trying to figure strike out first. emotions. We strike first. <laughs> get them upset. It's true. They have a meltdown. The worst part is and like then you take them out one at a time. You, you, <laughs> give, you give Katie and Kaylee their phones. They're they'll, off they'll the court. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're done. They'll you walk stick away. A, Brindley doesn't have a stick phone an AirPod yet. in Kaylee's ear and she'll just sit on a swing and yep, just be there <laughs> all Katie. day. Yeah, they can yeah. be best friends. So <laughs> They can be best friends by sitting each to, next to each other uh-huh. not saying anything. <laughs> exactly. So I, I read it before, but then someone shared it, that it was saying that it's been proven now that the earlier uh, a child gets a phone, mm-hmm. the, the faster, or what did it say? It's like the more, in a sense, damage to the brain it does, especially to girls because mm-hmm. of... Um, like the uh, like social expectations. Social yeah. Norms. Well, I think, and I think the biggest caveat to that though is social media specifically. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Because like once they, like I mean, a phone itself, you could be watching just Netflix or whatever forever, playing games. So it can do that. But it's that once you feed them social media to where they now see this world of completely inaccurate expectations. Yes. It's just yeah, it's gonna mess up any development they have. You know, yeah. Brindley almost on the daily access for a phone because mm-hmm. she's quite literally the only one that doesn't have a phone out of her friends now. And, but the way Jenny and I look at it, we're like, why do you need one? There's just no need right now. You're not in, you're not doing any kind of extracurricular thing that mm-hmm. you need to be able to communicate with us that it's time to come pick you up. Like, yeah, she'll go and play with friends and things, but we can be in touch with the parents so Jenny and I kind of have this plan that once, uh, like probably here real soon uh, with her going into junior high and things is we want to have like a family phone so we can add another line to our plan. A landline? A landline. <laughs> no, but to be It'll able to stay in the house specifically, <laughs> it'll be linked to the wall. There should just be one phone in the house. No, but like a, a family phone that like, so if, Brinley does go to a friend's house. It's like, here, take the phone with you. And it's like kind of a community cell phone. So her and Jude and, you know, they can share it. That's a fight waiting to happen. Oh, 100%. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But the thing is, is Jude's such a homebody that he won't really need it. And by the time the others are old enough, Brinley will hopefully now be working a job and can buy her own phone if she really wants to. And so our point is, is just, I just don't see a point in Brinley needing her own phone. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, there's times that it would be nice to be able to hand her a phone to be able to be in contact with her different things, but... No, other than that, it's not time. We're going to try and push it off as long as we can. I, I, that I am so grateful that, and granted, it's just because it's the unknown, right? I don't know what is coming, but I, I see where social media is now and with kids and, and the troubles it can cause. And it makes me grateful that my kids are still very young so that hopefully by the time they get to that age where they are going to be, you know, if social media is even still a thing, like who knows in like 10 years, you know, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's not going anywhere. Oh no, so, of course not. But, Quest. It, but it's, it's nice knowing that there are already precautions going into place. Like businesses and companies are already being sued for, uh, what was it that Facebook just got hit with? Um, Oh yeah. Cause they got, they got hit, they got sued by like California for their kids, uh, mental state or something like that. Wasn't it? Anyway, I'm just grateful that my kids aren't part of the test herd. <laughs> yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So question, in your case, do you think your kids will be affected differently because their parents are literally a part of social media? Yeah, I think so. I, I We've talked about this a lot because a lot of our concern also comes with like privacy, right? Like mm-hmm. Jess and I, even though we do vlog, we're very selective with what we put into the vlog. And generally it's nothing personal information. Right. Like there are some things like Lucas's, you know, face syndrome and stuff. And there are little caveats that we will share on that, but that is purely to be almost like a beacon because people that are needing answers or are wanting answers, we like to be able to provide those answers for people. Does yeah. that make sense? Cause mm-hmm. like face syndrome specifically in the U S there's only like, a thousand documented cases. Wow. So our son has like something that is extremely rare. And it was all like the first documented person with face was documented in 96. Dang. So it's like new. So there are things that we will share, but it's, it we're we're very selective of what we do share. Um, other than just having fun and being silly and playing and whatever. But as far as like, I I'm hoping that with, as much as we do do social media, I'm hoping that our kids no longer need that approval on social media. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like they don't, uh, they're like, oh, who like cares? Maybe they, where they have the behind the scenes look at it. Yeah. It might a, actually, because yeah. it's like for people who don't know, they look at a family that it's <clears> like, <throat> look, they're constantly at the park or they're constantly on vacation or that it's like, well, that's just like, the clips that you're yeah. seeing. Right. Well, you gosh. can go to the park and one time, take 30 pictures. You were at the park every day for a month. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's wearing the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we, I I hope that they don't need that notoriety or that approval by the time that they are of that age, because it's like, they'll see, you know, Oh yeah, I got a thousand likes on this picture or whatever. And it's like, they don't care. Yeah. See, that's, that's where I think we, we were lucky in that when social media really took off, we were kind of already in a place in our lives where we knew who we were for the most part. Yeah. So it was a, Sure, there was still that that pull and like, oh man, do I need to be better? And then, but then we could also be like, no, wait, no, I'm fine, I'm good. Yeah, like until know, like, until MySpace included that top eight, then it, then all right, and then you knew where <laughs> you stood with people. <laughs> <laughs> man, social, I thought we were better friends. Well, social media can be a very good tool, right? Mm-hmm. But all tools can destroy things. Well, you look right, at stuff like GoFundMe's or things like that, right. where people really come together as an extended digital community and truly help people. Yeah. Right. That, and that's amazing. It truly is. But yeah, so, I think it's a matter of like making sure that your child kind of has that self-confidence and that sense of self and before they get on the social get media the foundation mm-hmm. first. Well, and even then it's so fragile. Yeah. Right. It is so yeah. fragile, oh, yeah. especially if you're not conditioned to it. Like you and me, we've been on, we've done men try now. Oh my gosh. Seven, seven years, something like that. Twenty, fifteen. Was it fifteen? Yeah. So that means eight years. Eight years this year. I mean, like beginning. I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe comments made us yeah, kind of consider things more. Right? But now we're like, oh, who cares, man? <laughs> Hit me with your best shot. You're not doing anything. Like it's, I've seen it. Honestly, all. it helps sometimes. Yeah. It makes me feel better. It's so weird. <laughs> But like, I just, I'd enjoy laughing at it because like I can laugh at myself so easily. Oh, I yeah. can make fun of myself so easily. Right. And most of the time, my jokes are better than the ones in the comments. I'm just saying, <laughs> but <laughs> I make fun of myself better than you do. Yeah. Seriously. It's now we just look at it and we're like, eh, whatever. It's just, it really does not matter to me at all. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. But I, I read a thing one time where it's like, I have to respect your opinion before I'm going to be offended by you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So. Exactly. And it's, I have a short list of people whose opinions I actually Most respect. Most of them at this table. Yes, <laughs> very true. Some of them are shaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, uh, some advice kind of jumping off the social media thing, but, uh, Kind of an advice for women. I know it sounds funny coming from a man, but... Yeah, how uh, dare you? <laughs> but uh, for those with firstborns, is breastfeeding is not as easy as you think. I know Jenny oh, yeah. struggled mm-hmm. with it. Because um, the babies... I mean, it's, not every yeah. time. Uh, which one? I want to say it was Reggie. It was either Reggie or Kelsey. They just got it. I mean, they just latched and they were going and it was great but Brinley being the first one she wouldn't latch and Jenny took it hard because Mm -hmm. you kind of just think that it's like the babies just naturally know you just put them up there and they just go and and that's not always the case and and Jenny was like well what am I doing wrong what blah 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 and it's like they can kind of take it personal take it hard and so Mm -hmm. just kind of for new mothers out there or or anybody that yeah it's Breastfeeding is not as easy as you think. I oh, took yeah. to it very easily. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I have no problem with no, it. I laugh right on. Very, super easy skill. Laugh right on. I get burped easy. I just. <laughs> What's your kid's problem? No, <laughs> no, oh. Just kidding. No. Uh, I. Okay. Go, no, no, go for it. I've got one. Um, consistency is very important. Yes. With your children. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency. 1,000%. Elaborate. So consistency, if there is a consequence for an action that's being taken, that the consistency of that consequence needs to be take place or else kids get a little erratic with things. Yeah. Um, well, they, f- they find that like that weakness in the boundary and then they can start right. pushing it. Oh, Consist- they figure it out too. Mm-hmm. They'll call your bluff. Right. It's like, what's that? Dead Don't heart? make <laughs> idle promises. Yeah. That's a big yeah. one. Or threats. Or threats. <laughs> Me and you have had this conversation. Yeah, so so but, dumb. but consistency also with what you're what you're doing. Like as far as how you're teaching your kids, keep it consistent. Make yeah. sure you're all, you're it's constantly in a state of learning. They're learning. Everything's brand oh, new to them. Every, well, everything. Uh, those that are that are, you know, have multiple, you know, husband, wife, parents, whatever. Uh, make sure you're always Polygamy? on the same page. <laughs> what? Polygamy? No. I mean, hey, good. Like <laughs> husband, wife, 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 wife. <laughs> like co-parenting, whatever oh, you want to call okay, it. Okay, okay, I see. What you're Those non-single parents. I mean, single parents. You have your own way of doing things. But like I'm saying, in in our cases, we're all married here. We're all doing it with a spouse. You always want to make sure you're on your spouse's side. Oh, definitely. And yeah, you're a because the kids will they play you. Against right. each other. Oh, yeah. And it's... If you did have some concerns after you've handled the situation, then you can come to one of those concerns. Oh, yeah. Jenny and I, we, yeah. we agreed on that before we even had kids. Like, once we knew we were pregnant and it was and she was coming, we uh, we said that. We're like, okay, if, if we disagree, we do not disagree in front of the child. Right. It's like, we'll figure it out and then come back. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just tired. He's shaking his leg. <laughs> no, he, when you said when, and when we knew she was coming, and then he looked at me, and I'm like, "You mother." <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. gosh. No, that's important. At the same time, you know, <laughs> it is important. It is important um, to go to go on to add on to the consistency. Yep, uh, that is something that we take very seriously. Right. Uh, as far as like routine, I was not a fan. I, matter of fact, I hated it to its core <laughs> until I saw the benefit of it. But having a routine, like a day to day at a time, this happens. So like 1130 lunch, 1230 nap time, you know, and then it's like they wake up and then seven, th- seven o'clock, you know, we're getting ready for bed. 730, you're in your bedroom. And at that, like having that schedule and that routine of sleep is what we attribute to Micah and Paige being so ahead of the curve as far as education and knowledge right. and learning and being able to pick up on things. Because sleep is so important. Sleep for is huge. Kids. Well, and for the adults. And it's discipline. Like yeah. Teaching discipline. Massive. Yeah. And, and kids like routine. Right. They don't realize it, but they that's how they thrive. They know what to expect. It's not a surprise. They know what's coming and they like until they get a little older. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, our kid, like Micah's turning five and, but she still is very good about keeping routine. At mm-hmm. least in the younger years, I highly recommend a routine. It sucks because your day is torched. 
Cause like literally it's like seven 30 you're in the house. <laughs> like your kid, yep. it, you know, if that's when you put your kids to bed, um, See, that's, for us, it's always hard. Cause work in a, your kind of classic nine to five job, yeah. in my case, nine to six. It's like, by the time I get home, I'm getting home just in time for dinner. And then right after dinner, it's bath time, homework time, whatever. Not really homework. They do that when they get home, but bath time, bedtime, the whole bedtime routine. And so it's like the only time I get to see my kids coming home from work is to get them in bed. And that's never stress-free. The struggle of a father. Yeah. Yeah. And Jenny said that too. Or whoever. She uh, not really gets after me, but she says she's like, I need you to be as patient and slow to anger as possible when you get home because the kids only get to see you for that short window. I don't want them to think like that. Oh, the short window we see dad, he's just angry. He's an angry daddy. (laughs) And so the hard part is, is I come home and I'm, I'm being asked to be patient and calm, but Jenny's in the same boat because she's burnt out from being with them all day. So we both want to be angry. <laughs> well, it's, it's always like, Jenny, you, you spent all day with your own children making you angry. I spent all day with adult children making me angry. Yeah. <laughs> Ones yeah. I'm not related to and I have no reason to like. Right. <laughs> and, let, and let me preface that my our routine works for us. Oh, yeah. How, There's a like, different... Your routine will work for you. I have friends whose kids go to bed that are the same age as mine and they go to bed at 11, but then they sleep in till nine the next day. And that's their routine and that's what works for them. Yeah. And so you have to find what works for you, but stick to that routine. I promise you like the kids will thrive under those conditions. And it's that's awesome. what I was going to say is just like you, you like you are not, your situation is not the same as your friends yeah. or your parents or anyone like your situation is super unique. Take advice from your friends, try it, but find what does yeah. work for your family. Take, like kids, take it with yeah. a grain of salt. Kids are so drastically different for no reason. Yeah. Like, but yeah. there is good information. You can cater it to yeah. your needs. Yeah, try it sure. all. Yeah. yeah. Well, prime example, right? So when I say we lay them down for naps in the afternoon, Micah legit will take a nap. Paige, hit or miss. But she will be in her room and have quiet time mm-hmm. for that two hours. Yeah. Right. And so it's like... I don't care if you take a nap or not, because I know you'll have your quiet time and you'll be good. Yep. And you'll be rested when you come out. And but that they're total opposites in that regard. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. See, I know the living with my in-laws for the past couple of years. My sister-in-law lives there and has her three little girls. And just speaking of the different routines, different parenting styles, we've seen it firsthand, and. I've seen some things she does with her girls that I envy, and I would love to try and take that into my own parenting. And I've seen some other things that it's like, I wouldn't ever do that. And not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but that I just highly disagree with. And uh, and then same thing, I mean, Jenny's whole family is close. There's always another sibling over with their kids at any given moment. and. And again, it's, in fact, I make the joke that, uh, one of my, one of my sister-in-laws will cave to her kids every time she talks a tough game, but she caves to them every time. And it's like, I'm guilty of it. I've done it before. I'm sure we all have at some point or another, but like, I just like to tease there because it's like, we'll all be sitting down for one big family dinner and the threats will be made. If you don't eat your dinner, no dessert. And then 
they literally will not touch their dinner. It's not even like, oh, they tried. Like, they will not touch it and still get dessert. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, see, I wouldn't do that. That's mm-hmm. one area I can... That's where strongly. the consistency comes right. into play. With Alden, yeah. though, he's at an age now to where if I tell him to do something, I'll let him come to me with an argument with it. Just because... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. It's like, not not argue with me, but if he's like, well, Dad, what Debate. about this? Yeah, well, not even that. He just If he has a good point... Just, like, and- process it. Yeah, let him, and he'll come to me with a point, and I'm like, do you know what? That's a very good point. So what, what are we going to do to compromise here? I think that's important for him at mm-hmm. his age. At first, it was like, no, this is the way it is. And he knows if I say something like, and it's serious, I'm like, no, son, this isn't debatable. This like, is a dictatorship. <laughs> this isn't debatable. I'm your father. This is what needs to happen. But I'll let him come to me with suggestions for things. And, and if he makes a valid point or a good argument about it, I'm like, okay. Now what? And then sometimes, you know, there'll be a consequence to that too for him, a natural consequence, and I'll let him deal with it. Like, I don't know. Because I think it's also important to not just do exactly what you're told all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as long as it's not hard, I don't know how to Well, speak you want bigger. him to responsibly question it. Right. Yeah. Of course. Like, I want him to critical think, right? Exactly. So I'm at that, that point with him. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Go do this, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. well, I think that that's a big part of that is that, and some more advice is no matter what you do, however your routine is, whatever you do with your kids, make sure you're showing them that you love them, that they see that, but right. also showing them that you respect them. Right. Like this is one thing I've I've been learning with Scarlett is like she'll do something, and right away I'm like I don't want you to be doing that. Stop it. And then she'll actually try to explain herself. Right. She'll try to like tell me why she's doing it or say what she's actually meaning to do and stuff. And sometimes I'm just like in the mindset of like, no, I just want you to stop. And she gets upset. Mm. And then I realize, okay, wait, like, tell me, let me know what you're thinking. What's going through your mind? Why are you doing this? Right. It it still may get to where I'm like, okay, I hear you, but still no. Like, yeah. Yeah. But letting her get that out and actually like tell me. Right. And and knowing that she was heard and I respected her enough to listen, like helps her avoid like the meltdown. Right. So I won't let, and that's a good point too, is I won't let him be disrespectful about mm-hmm. his argument. But if he comes to me like, and he's, you know, and you can tell he's thinking it through and everything. Yeah, I'll listen. Mm. Um, because I, I think it's important. Kind of along those same lines. I've heard that apologizing to your child kind of shows them that respect too, because it's like, you can show like, look, even mom and dad mess up too. Right. Like I've sat as much as I hate to admit it. I can't tell you how many times I've apologized for overreacting. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? 
it was the heat of the moment. I'm sorry. And it also teaches them too that you're not perfect uh-huh. and it's okay to accept you're not perfect, but you're trying to do better. And I think that's huge for a kid because they, I mean, they look up to you. Yeah. And you, you want to do right. But I mean, we all, we all make mistakes, right? And if we make a mistake, we apologize for it. They pick up on that. They yeah. know they make a mistake. They come and apologize for it. It's, it's huge. It's, I mean, examples, setting an example is the biggest thing you can do. That's the biggest thing you can do to teach your child. Oh yeah. In my opinion. And another thing that, uh, I saw was, or that Jess and I are trying to apply is just as far as consistency goes is also being consistent in how you kind of like how you argue things. Right. So you're allowing your kid to know what to expect from you, regardless of how you sway is very important because you don't want to be a wild card. So prime example, like you were saying with the dinner, how, Hey, you know, you're not, if you don't eat your dinner, you're not going to get dessert. Well, those kids, because of the consistency, they understand and they know, okay, yeah, if I don't touch this, I can still get dessert. Mm-hmm. It goes true both ways. Right. So if you're going to be strict and say no dessert until you eat your dinner and then you hold true to that, they know what to expect. And so, but you don't want to be the wild card where it's back and forth, where it's like, I don't know what to expect from dad today. Is he going to, you know, be Mm -hmm. strict or is he going to be like super chill and let me do it regardless? You need, there needs to be consistency so they understand what they can expect from you as a a parent and Mm -hmm. as a role model. See, and again, that's where I And that's a terrible example with the food, but hopefully they understand. It's one everybody gets. Yeah. 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 And, and again, that's where I feel like, again, having two parents comes into play too because again i i don't mean to throw them under the bus or anything but it's like they know i'm teasing but it's like mom lets the dessert happen when dad doesn't want the dessert to happen and they and so it's like again it's like you know what if both parents agree like hey you know what we're just gonna let our kids have a dessert anyway then hey you're on the same page then great i think I think in those situations, and I've tried to do this too, because sometimes going back to talking about the like the idle threats or whatever, where you when you say something too extreme that you didn't mean to, I try to find a way out of it without caving. <laughs> so I try to I'll be like, you know, if if you don't eat your food, whatever, you don't get any dessert. And it's like maybe I feel bad, whatever. I'm like, I do kind of want to let them have dessert. I try to find a way that they can earn it still. Yeah. yeah. So I go, okay. Redemption? Well, if you, I was yeah. like, yeah, if you do this or this or this, then you can. But then it's especially important that you stick to it. Right. Yeah. My, uh, she said it kind of jokefully, but in a way it kind of worked to staying on the food thing. My mother-in-law said, uh, she's like, for every bite of dessert you want, you have to take that many bites of your food. And it's like, oh. There you go. <laughs> like, and this Interesting. Is, <laughs> this is debatable too, but I honestly think there are appropriate arguments you can have with your spouse in front of your kids. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. They yeah. need to learn. I agree. How yeah. to argue. So, I mean, you, you can have a healthy way of to disagree, yeah. right? But the important thing with that is they're, if they see the disagreement, they also need to see the resolution stage yeah. of it. Mm. Well, they and need to see the respect. I don't know if they need to see you. all resolutions. <laughs> Man, that'll cause different <laughs> kinds of trauma. <laughs> I don't get that kind of resolution, so that's not even on the table. But yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be on, on the, the table. Bed. It's on the bed. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the couch. 
Shame. Well played. Well played. <laughs> but yeah. In the I, back I, of the van. I'm sorry. <laughs> back seat, window mm, up. That's the way. But yeah. <laughs> that's all I was say. Okay, no. I got, I've got a question for you guys. Okay. Because this this actually, I, I'm, I'm happy I thought of this because we were talking earlier about how we don't realize how easy one kid was. Now that I got to thinking about it, I realized that it's a different difficulty. At least it was for me. So the difficulty of baby number one isn't necessarily the baby. For me, it was the mental side of things. Because you are going from being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Life is all about you. You can go hang out with friends. You can go here. You can go there. Literally, you have no obligation other than your significant other. And most of the time, it's whatever. When you have baby, it is like everything stops. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no longer about you. And that is a harsh reality. Like, I'm remembering this now, but it was like, I'm sorry, I I can't go out and, and hang out and play and do all these things. And I can't just walk out the door without changing a diaper and loading them into the carrier and <laughs> yep. doing all this. Or like, I can't just take my wife out on a date. I have to find a babysitter or, you know, you can't just go to bed. You have to put them to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, Three and times. Four I times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sleep through the night. Yeah. You can't sleep through the night anymore. And so it was just like, for me, and also at the same time, I also like one of my friends moved back east, and it was just like this wild change of life. And so I remember going through like a depressed state. And now, and so was that, did you guys ever experience any of that? Because I know you guys had kids super young. Like, I feel like I at least was able to thoroughly enjoy my 20s as far as like going out, hanging out with friends, doing whatever the F I wanted. And so, and maybe that's where it hit me harder was like, I had all that freedom and I knew it and what it was and then like, it was lost. and then it was gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you guys I, was, ever mine, I was very similar as you. I was going to say, yeah. Cam, you, you of all of us, you didn't get to enjoy just the husband and wife thing. Yeah. You went right into family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so was it, yeah, would you so, say it was different? So it's, a, it's like a weird hybrid because like I had my whole 20s to just vacation, go on cruises, hang out, do whatever, whenever, stay up till four, whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, it was like everything hit at once. I got married, so I became a husband and a father all at the same time. So it was like, it was a huge adjustment period for m myself. Well, and you lived as a bachelor. And I lived alone for like six years. Yeah. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you've got three under great. one. Great. If you can do it, do it. It is <laughs> so fantastic. I think it was Tom Hardy that was quoted saying it's the most dangerous thing, too. It is. Because you can get so comfortable just <laughs> being by yourself. Yeah. You Like, literally... Not a care in the world. You could go entire days without even saying a word. See, I couldn't That's do that. That's wild. It's I, wild. I, I and sometimes it's great. <laughs> yeah. It was a good balance. Mm. But did it, did you acclimate with the dating stages though? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like that, that was kind of our time together. Cause mo obviously when we would date, like Kaylee wouldn't be with us. Right. So through the dating period, we were alone a lot and we were, you know, that's how we became one. And then 
But I remember <laughs> after we got married, before we had gotten married, they Kaylee and, and Shaylee basically lived in the same room. And they ha- both had their own bed, but Kaylee would always end up in the bed with Shaylee. <clears throat> and I slept by myself. I had nobody in my bed. I had free reign of the entire mattress. And so we get married. We move in together. <laughs> Already I'm like, okay, I have to share half this bed with someone else. But then every night Kaylee keeps coming into the room and like trying to get in bed with us and stuff. And like, cause it's a huge transition for her. Now it's a change for three people. All three of us drastically changed our lifestyles. And I just, I remember one time I'm laying in bed and I hear her footsteps and I jump out of bed and I walk out the door and I grab her and I pick her up like this. And I just walk straight back to her bed and I'm like, good night. <laughs> I just remember how funny it was. I was just like, nope. <laughs> Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm tired. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's, it, it, it's wild to think that we didn't have that like that honeymoon period kind of thing. And it, it, and we do, we do see it here and there and we feel it and we're like, we want to get to a place where we can go on regular dates like every week without the kids. And hopefully now with Kaylee being 12, we're kind of going to try to get that, you know, that built in babysitter working Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. But that's even another weird thing is like Kaylee's eight years older than Scarlett. So in in classic teenager fashion, half the time she is just annoyed by her. Yeah. You know, and and Scarlett just wants to be just like her. So that's just a weird thing that we're navigating too is like yeah. how do you how do you make your oldest child not <laughs> d- despise your your other child <laughs> enough that she can watch her and not kill her. Yeah. What? You know, for for me. For me, <clears throat> Lisa and I were both 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we didn't date very. I don't. I think. But you, but you guys didn't have kid, uh, your kid until right. So we we, yeah. But that was always something I w- I wanted to do, and it wasn't happening. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like, yeah. yeah, we enjoyed time together. But I always was like, oh, why why aren't we having a? Why isn't the kid not coming yet? You know what I mean? Like you were you were trying right in the beginning. Well, yeah, we had the miscarriage. Gosh, we were for we were married a year, and then she was pregnant, and then we had the miscarriage, and then it was just nothing. See, it's wild because I didn't even know you guys even got pregnant. I don't think I, I, I didn't know either. I think yeah. you guys kept that pretty hush hush. Yeah, it, understandably, it affected us pretty hard, you know. Um, so yeah, it was just uh, that was time that we just that was our thing that we were trying to cope with. You know what I mean? Together, and. Yeah, we were trying to again, and, and it wasn't happening, and we were about ready to give up before she got pregnant. And Lisa didn't want to go to the doctor. She didn't want to get poked and prodded and a doctor's office wondering, I yeah, get that, it. I know. For what's wrong. <laughs> to knowing what's wrong. Um, I love that he just swept it. He's like, I get it. Um, knowing what's wrong. And she didn't want to go through hormone therapy or anything, so we're yeah. like, we're just going to keep trying. We did keep track of ovulation we kept track of everything like that and we were trying to you know set up our chances better and it just didn't happen until finally it did but i mean for me it was so natural for me but i grew up with younger siblings too and i always had younger kids in the house that i was you so know, your your mental transition was pretty smooth then when you for had me kid. yeah i mean i was so ecstatic when she was finally pregnant and she told me and i mean it was just euphoric 
Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. not oh, that of I, course. Yeah, yeah, I was super excited when we were pregnant, but it was like the aftermath and the reality right. of the situation had changed everything in a way that I'd never expected. Right. I think I fell in that role pretty strongly. Because, Did you? Yeah. Well, you're very social too. Yeah, that's true. So I'm and a very social person. I'm very like. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My family, like that's, and I know you family. are too. Family. <laughs> and I know you are too, but I, I'm yeah. okay just being alone with Lisa and my, my kid. I'm, I'm okay with it. I love my friends. I love all you guys. But when it comes down to it, it's like, I got to make sure that's all good before, and I don't personally feel guilty about leaving them before I'm okay going and, and having my time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I was, I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like, let's change things up. And like Lisa had a harder time with it too. Cause she's like, let's just go do this. It'll be just one time. I was like, no, we got to make sure Alden gets to bed. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I know. Um, for her, cause she's a social butterfly too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest transition was us figuring out not me you know what i mean Mm. me figuring out how to help her out too and and have her needs and and everything met along with having our family so what about you cam where did you have it like a i know you talked about the difficulties that you had to overcome but what about you like your mental state did you have any mental issues with it or like was that kind of hard on you at all or did that no like not necessarily like obviously like i've always been a very introspective person Hmm. like like i'll do something or say something and literally step back in my mind to go like why did i just do that like what was that and i'll sit there and process it like was i feeling this way was it because of this like why am i upset right now are those feelings valid or am i just being ridiculous like and so like i'll go through all this self-reflection first and then kind of compile a short questionnaire and then i'll ask someone close to me and be like in this situation, was I right for this or this? Just to kind of get that outside Real quick, perspective. Do you usually self-blame before anything else? Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I am. But And I think, I honestly think in a lot of ways, it's it's a positive thing because it really makes me go, what, what did I do or what could I do? Right. And then I can, uh, I think the place I excel a little bit at it is I can say, okay, in this situation, it was not me. So what was it and how, and then I go, how can I affect that? See, that's what I need to work on <laughs> because I'm always like, no, nah, it still probably was me. I'm just being too stubborn to admit it. Right. And I'm like, and then I'll have to think about it longer. And I'm like, no, I really don't think like if I get upset with somebody, I usually keep it to myself instead of fully bring it out because I want to go through all the steps. Of why am I upset with you? Is it something I did? Is it something, what did you do? And why did it bother me so bad? Mm-hmm. Like I go through that whole process. Like even with Alden, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Especially little, with the kids. Right. And I'm like, why did I get so, what, why did that set me off real, real quick to where I had to like take a deep breath? I always take deep breaths. Do you get take mm-hmm. deep breaths when you get upset? I always have to take a deep breath. I'll have to pay attention. It helps. It really does It help. does. Just take a deep breath. Like, I, 
people say you countered or whatever. But when I'm, you feel so mad that you want to roar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take a deep breath and count to four. But I mean, a deep breath can be metaphorical too, right? Yeah. It's, it's, so I will. And then I want to make sure that my attitude is constructive, not destructive. It's the calm so before I, the storm. I think the hardest part was that I had, I had a seven-year-old. Yeah. But I didn't have seven years of experience. Right. Raising a child. Yeah. That, I, that's wild to me. So that's what's funny is like now, and Scarlett you're the youngest is in your family. Exactly. Right? I am the little one. I yeah. didn't, I never babysat anybody. Like, yeah. Like, so I, now I know Scarlett, if I were in your shoes and got thrown right into being a parent of a seven year old, I would have lost my mind. It definitely came at a time. Like, it, it was like things were prepped, I feel like spiritually, like for it to happen correctly. Because there was a huge chunk, probably from 20 to 27, where I was like, I'm never going to marry a girl that has kids. That's stupid. The whole time, super resistant. And then I got to that age where I was more mature, and I I wasn't with somebody like I thought I would be. And I was like, you know What's what? What's that feel like? Huh? Being, Being more mature? I mean... Uh, it, it's I highly fleeting. recommend it. It's oh, very fleeting. Right on. Very, <laughs> it comes and goes. It's fleeting. <laughs> but I, so, so with Scarlet, I'm like re. Highly recommend. Yeah, dude. I'm I, now learning the seven yeah. years I missed by with Scarlet. Huh. Like now, I'm I'm closing that gap. But it's it's funny. So yeah, I was. I mean, there were definitely times when I was more down on myself than I ever was, because it involved like the feelings of people I loved more so like people I was in charge of people I was you know putting a place to protect and love and here I am yelling at them for something really stupid yeah and then I'm like why am I yelling at them over this stupid thing and so yeah you feel bad about yourself and yeah. so but I think it's it's built like me and Kaylee have an awesome relationship yeah a lot of adaptation very mm -hmm. quickly huh yeah quick learning looking at Shaylee and going like am I doing this right like what the heck am I supposed to be doing here <laughs> Doing great, man. Doing great. <laughs> like, I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Zach? About as far you? as being a first-time dad, I don't even remember. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like, I I don't even. Are that you? was 12 years ago. Like, I don't. That was a lifetime ago. It feels like it. No, I. So. I'm with you. On you're that. closer to it. I mean, at least you still have a baby at home, but. Yeah, but it's, it's different. different with baby number four. Yeah. Yeah, you don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just throwing, you're throwing you, binkies you, across the room. You're like, got it. You completely <laughs> slipped into insanity. Like, <laughs> that's true. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> Do you do you have any remembrance of like fear of missing out or like missing anything that you did before? None. None at all. You just remember. blocked it out like trauma, huh? Yeah, it, was something. <laughs> it was something. It was a deep depression and trauma. I blocked it out, man. I don't remember the last ten. Would years you say it was easy? Looking back on it now, yeah. When would you when would you say parenting became difficult? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day something new. With, with, with which child? All Not, of all of them. <laughs> don't say names. <laughs> <laughs> don't say names. Every single one. I'm it's not like gonna Because <laughs> like I talk to people who have multiple kids that it's like I mean when I say multiple, a lot. And it's like, like eight kids Is that or what you more mean? or more. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk to those families and they all agree that child number three was the hardest. So and I hear that a lot. And <laughs> child number three is the easiest. <laughs> See, and, and I, the way I, I always 
kind of tease and put it into sports. Not terms. everybody now anymore. Now it's a 50-50 split. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, one I, or the other. And I always tease and put it into sports terms that it's like when you have one, you can double team them. When you have two, you're playing man-to-man. When you have three, now you're playing zone. And then anything past that, you're just outnumbered. And so I can see why three is typically the hardest. Wide receiver three is running (laughs) wide open. Where's my safety? (laughs) No safety's taking care of wide receiver two. That's why you get a dog. (laughs) Get a little shepherd. Yeah, corral him in there. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, I mean for us, it's funny because for Jess and I, we feel like baby number three is probably been the easiest adjustment for us thus far. Told you. Because. Jess's recovery is astronomically better than it was with either of the other two girls. Um, Our living situation is far better here than it was at our other house. And so it just, it's almost like we, and, and we had both kids in secession pretty quickly. So it's not like we'd forgotten a lot. We didn't have to relearn everything. It's almost autonomous at this point. And so it's just like it's almost adding another dish to a you know a, a a line. What do you call that? Like a like a conveyor belt. You know, you're just assembly line. Yeah, an mm-hmm. assembly line. It's almost like you're adding just another one onto the assembly line. Yeah. Back on the consistency thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not just good for the kids. It's good for the parents as well. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Because then we also get a break. <laughs> well, just that, and then the consistency helps you with when you have other kids too, it's not like, Oh, we got to do this all. No, we've got a system. This is the way it's going yeah. and it works and it's smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Not that I know I have one kid, but <laughs> I, but you see tra- the idea behind yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, still I, trying. The one thing but. I always question is like, at what age do they truly start to remember? And, and I mean, remember 82. I mean, remember forever. <laughs> it's been Cause like, years. I think of my childhood and, and yeah, there's like, it's definitely fuzzy through a lot of it, but I have these like really random memories that mm. stick with me forever. Core and memories. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is they're completely pointless. Yeah, but I, I but I can yeah. remember them forever, and it's like, I as a parent, I'm terrified of that with my kids. It's like this one particular time that I happen to snap at them. Is that going to just be one of those Dude, memories? for real. Yeah. I'm like, you know? I hope he forgets about this one. Let's go ahead. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and think- it's like, and then sometimes you try and make memories, right? They always yeah. say like, you take them to Disneyland, you do this, you try and make memories. And yet those are the ones. That Never the thing that sticks. It's a week later and they forget it. <laughs> no, all they, all they think about is you were in the hotel room and you gave them your last chicken tender or something. You know? Yeah. Like they, that's what, I don't even know where we were. We were just in a hotel. We went to Disneyland yeah. for a week. Yeah, <laughs> but to yeah. them though, you gave them your last chicken tender. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know I'm, I mean? I'm always just terrified of that, especially Same. in the negative moments. I'm just like, like anytime I'm, at my lowest point mm-hmm. is like, please don't let this be one of those that sticks with you forever. Yeah. I, th- I think what helps with that, at least for me is one thinking of like my own dad. And like, I think back in like all of the memories I have of my dad are good. Like i there were times I, I got spanked. I got the belt. I think it was at least <laughs> twice. They say it was once I have a, Oh, memory. I definitely got the belt, but but like all the other memories, like the majority of the memories I have are the happy, fond ones. Like not, well, the, just, not the times I was yelled at, not the times. 
Yeah, it's just like when you're going through a breakup, right? When mm-hmm. you're the, and you're like, oh man, I there's like you have those moments of ups and downs where you're like, I can't. Wait. Yes, I'm finally out of it. And then you have then you're alone at home at night and you're like, remembering all the good times. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I think it's it's, it's a compilation like of like good experiences, bad experiences. As long as those good ones outweigh it, mm-hmm. that's the ones they'll remember. Because like think of any situation you had with. Maybe a friend's parent, like, you know, getting getting in trouble at a friend's house is always one of the most awkward things oh, you can yeah. ever go through. Right. But if you only have two interactions with that, your friend's dad, and and both of them are him yelling at you, or even one of them, like, there's a good chance that you're always going to think, oh, yeah, that guy's dad sucked. Yeah. Because you only have two memories to think of. But when you're giving those kids a ton of good ones and some bad ones, all they think of are the good ones. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for them is just knowing that you love them of course and like uh i I watched this this video the other day where this guy was talking about an experience with his son where he asked his son like like his son saw him and his wife arguing and the son like came up and the kid's like 17 he's like you guys gonna get a divorce the dad's like what no come here and he has him sit in on their argument Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. And so he show, they show the kid like a, a good, healthy argument. Like they're not yelling or screaming at each other, saying anything hor- horrible, but they're disagreeing. And they work it out and they come to a conclusion. And then they look at him and they're like, what did you see? And the kid was like, he's like, no matter what happened, you guys never got, you never yelled at each other. And... You, you just came to a compromise, but even uh, on some things you didn't. And you were just like, okay, these things aren't going to change right now, but we're compromising here, whatever. And Dad. Dad compromised. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it just showed him like that it's okay to have arguments. It's okay to go through those things as long as you're respectful and loving. And, you know, I think the big thing for our kids is when we come and apologize to them and we show them that human side, and show them that we're improving ourselves constantly. It's like, hey, we're not perfect. But I think showing them that we're always striving to be better and working to be better, yep. that's the biggest lesson they're going to get from that. Yep. You know, I uh, another kind of fear, especially in my case, where we kind of have like two different sets of kids. Because <laughs> we got Brindley and Jude, who's 12 and 9. And then we got the gap. And then we've got 3 and 1 for Kelsey and Reg and right now Kelsey and Reggie demand a lot of our time because they're so young and that's another one of my fears is it's like I just hope and we talk to them we're, we communicate about it but it's like I just hope deep down Brinley and Jude understand that we are doing our best to still give them time when we can yeah, you know that's but, that's something no, that's not your favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brindley will ask me on the daily. She's like, "Who's your favorite kid, Brin? I don't have one. The ones who don't ask me that question, <laughs> I will tell her. I'm like the, I'm like honestly, it changes hour by hour. It depends on the it day. It really depends on who's doing what I'm asking. Who's just mm-hmm. kind of being the good kid and. She's like, so it's never me. <laughs> like, well, well, if you, sounds like an if internal you know problem. that about yourself, <laughs> you know, Jess and I have have had that conversation about the potential of a baby number four because we don't like it's so early in having baby number three. It's not even we haven't even really seriously thought about it. And but with one, you guys, where it's just one shot and you're pregnant. <laughs> gosh, 
Dude, so I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Every time Shaylee's like, can we can we have a child? I'm like, fine. And then like a couple weeks later, she's like, hey, baby's coming. I'm like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> Give us more chances. Yeah. <laughs> we only tried once. I'm like, come on. But the uh, w- the problem that or the thing that we're kind of wondering about is if we did try for baby number four, how much are we taking away from Micah? Because all she's ever known so far is just the baby life, the newborn life. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're always taking care of a newborn. And so we haven't really been able to thoroughly enjoy her at her age mm-hmm. because we, there's always been a newborn to take care of. And so we're like, do we even want to introduce another newborn knowing that that would postpone that time for Micah another few years mm-hmm. to where she knows us beyond the newborn stage? I don't think she would know the difference. Yeah. And, the, and to be honest, she's so, such a, loving and caring kid that she is obsessed with babies mm-hmm. like she will take care of lucas more than i do see and it's i was crazy in mine and cam's case where we have preteen kids yeah with now babies mm-hmm. granted my baby's 19 20 months now but um but i wonder that it's like is that the perfect opportunity because they're kind of at that teen stage where they just want to be left alone anyway or is it at a uh what's the word um p- pinnacle like pivotal pivotal just like a a primary point you know those teenage years are very important in oh, any vital case, vital time that it's like are we missing opportunity with her because we're so focused on babies. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Stretch over there. I'm just, sorry, I'm just stretching out my knee. Keep hitting Chris. But like, I was yeah, asking okay. Jenny, because Jude, Jude is kind of, I mean, he has his days, but like all in all, he is the best big brother. He'll play with Kelsey and Reggie. He'll help us with things, picking up, do different things. And nine times out of 10, Brindley wants nothing to do with it. And I asked Jenny the other day, I'm like, do you think it has to do with age or personality? Like, because Jude's closer in age. So therefore, like, he's a little younger. He kind of gets it. But at the same time, he also is the type to wear his heart on his sleeve. He's more soft hearted than Brinley is. Brinley has a heart of gold and she really is compassionate. But at the same time, she's just kind of a blunt, uh, (laughs) Keeps that heart in a closet. Yeah, like she's—it's in there. Don't, don't touch it. Like she, would, she would do anything it's for anybody <laughs> if, like, their life depended on it. But just the simple favors, she won't do. Interesting. Jenny said she's like, I think it has a lot to do with personality. She doesn't yeah. think it's the age. Like, if you were to flip them, take Brinley exactly how she is, but Jude's age compared to Kelsey and Reggie now. And she thinks that she would still be how she is. Yeah, it's hard so. to tell. Like, because yeah. with Kaylee, she was an only child for eight years. Yeah. That's a long time. Like, you you can, at that age, you're really kind of set in your family lifestyle. That was my... It's like, baby. <laughs> my sister, so she's eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. And it was just the two of us. I almost look at it like we were raised as only children. Yeah. Because by the time I was old enough to even understand it... She was basically 18 and getting ready to move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so we didn't become friends, so to speak, until our adult lives. See, and that, I, that's honestly what I, 
I'm, I'm almost thinking is going to happen. Like, obviously, Kaylee loves her little sister, but she just annoys her uh-huh. constantly. And so I think I, I even look at my own siblings like my brother was super annoyed with me until he was in high school. And then we became friends. Yeah. And my sister was nine years older than me, and she was just... It's almost a maturity on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a maturity on the older side to get the younger side, and a maturity on the younger side to actually start being a decent sibling. Right. Yeah. I I, I don't know why, but I just thought of this random quote that I th- heard of the other day, and it was like, in 10 years... The only one who's going to remember all the overtime you've worked is your kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, that's rough. You know, speaking for my father-in-law, um, that's, he's had, like, we've had, like, little family moments, especially living in the house, where he has literally been in tears talking about his past because it took up to his children being adults and him being a grandpa to look back and like realize how much he missed. Cause he was a truck driver and luckily he wasn't anything more than overnight if that, but, uh, he was gone for 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day and missed birthday parties, holidays. Cause as a truck driver, you don't get those, you know, you work your five, six days a week, regardless of whatever day it falls on. And he looks back and you can tell now, like with his grandkids and even with his adult children, he's doing his best to almost make up for the past. Mm. And, um, and so, yeah, that quote just made me think of that. Cause it is, it's true. It's, it's like, how do you balance making enough money to support your family, but having the time with your family? Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age where everything's so gosh dang expensive. Oh my gosh. That only happened in the last two years. Yeah. I think I mean I think it helps just knowing like again, they're not gonna remember the toys they have. We're all of them. They're gonna yeah. remember that you were there playing. With I don't know. Them. I can remember a good handful of toys. There are a few. <laughs> I I said that and immediately I was like, but I really like this one and this one. But like you I re- I have a distinct remem- or memory of when I was like I want to say I was like 12. And I remember thinking, like, I haven't seen my dad a lot. At the time, he worked three jobs. Mm. And I, I remember going to my mom. I was like, when's dad going to be home? Like, I never I never get to see him. Like, I just want to just want to hang out with my dad. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly what happened. I remember, though, not long after that, I feel like he dropped one of the jobs or something like that. And I, I feel like I probably had that effect. Because he, you know, he realized like, yeah, he's like we miss you. We want you at home. We love seeing you at home. Because he was like at home. A, he he had one job and was at home a lot. And then he was working three. And I was like, what the heck? Where'd he go? Like he disappeared. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he came back. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. Interesting. Yeah, I remember it. And like, so it, it is something. I'm the same way. Like, there's even days when I'll I'll get up I'll get up and go to work or get ready for work. And Scarlett's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going. I get to go to work. I gotta. I gotta, you know, go work. She's like, no, don't go. And like, gets real sad. And I'm like, okay. And I call out because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Cause part of me is just hoping like, she'll kind of see that like, Hey, you, you are more important to me. Like, this is something I still have to do, but I have a way that I can still be with you today. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to call it there. I know we could probably go all night talking well, about this. One, one other nugget I wanted to share for all the newborn parents and, or just parents in general is uh, do not wait for the perfect time because chances exist. are oh, yeah. it doesn't exist. You need to take advantage of that time right now because I, I fall guilty of this. Like the kids will be playing. They'll be in great moods. And I'll be like, Caitlin, I'm just going to hurry while they're entertained. I'm going to hurry and go do some work. And then immediately following, I'm going to play with them. And I've, it's something, I, I don't know why it's taken so long for me to figure out, but in that moment, that's when I need to be with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because by the time I'm done working and I come over, it, they're screaming or they're, you know, or they're hungry or it's time for naps. And it's or like, I could on. have taken advantage of that perfect window and instead I chose to do work. Mm-hmm. I thought and you so, meant like to have kids. Oh no! But I think I think the advice <laughs> I mean, works both. I was gonna say, yeah, both ways. I know, like Jenny and I, being a young couple, we got married young. There, we were sitting there saying, "We're like, let's just wait until we have a little bit more money. Let's just wait until we're a little bit more settled, or whatever." You're never gonna fully feel ready for a child. Like, oh yeah, I don't think there is a moment when you say, "Okay." We're set. Let's like have a kid. There's an, like, uh, an amount to you. Like, okay, I don't know. We got it. <laughs> I feel like I got there. <laughs> no, I, f- I mean, but, to I, his but point, I was far more mature. And so I was able to. I feel like, like you, you could, are, you know, make more money, not be in school, whatever. You could be in a better situation. Yeah. But I don't like the, the, the phrase of ready for children is not real. Like you are not, especially for your, like once the child hits your life, you're like, wow, I had no idea what I was uh, thinking I was ready for. Yeah. Yeah. But in a, in a financial and like, like as far as like career and all that stuff, I definitely, you can get there at like 65. You're removing a stressor, but (laughs) again, like, yeah. Another, another little quick cliff note that I wanted to share too was, and this is something that I felt extremely guilty of. And it's because I'm the last in the group to have kids was after having kids, I felt extremely guilty for not being there for my friends when they were having kids. And I I know I've told you this and I have apologized because there was like, like when Tony was having kids, like I didn't go to the birthday party. I think I showed up to like maybe one or two, but it wasn't very many. And it was like, I didn't realize as a friend who didn't have kids or even a relationship at the time, how important those moments are for the parents of the kids. Mm -hmm. And it's like being, if I could go back, I would totally be there for my friends. Like that's something I totally regret. 1000% is I wish I was there for those moments for them. Mm -hmm. And so if you are in that boat, Know that those moments mean a lot to your family, your friends, or whoever's having kids. Be there. Don't compare f- kids to pets. <laughs> yeah, no. don't, don't, don't no. do not Get your fur babies out of here. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, this went a lot different. Actually, in a weird way, this is kind of what I expected tonight. Oh, yeah? I had a feeling we, were, we would get on one particular topic and, and stay on it. Ride it out. Ride but, it out. But... Uh, We'll do we'll do the other stuff another time. Yeah. But uh, for those dads out there, happy Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell your dad uh, happy Father's Day because your mom probably wasn't in the mood. So happy Father's Day. <laughs> and hey, no matter no matter how your dad reacts, I think this is a big thing. Like I remember growing up trying to give my dad the perfect present to get anything more than a like, oh wow, thanks. But like. <laughs> To him, that is huge. 
Yeah. No Dad, matter how they yeah. react, show them that you love them. Most dads don't react how you think they're going to. But it <laughs> so, means the world to them. Definitely. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Have a great night. Hashtag. Um, hashtag. Daddy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> Hashtag daddy. Leave us your questions. Any kind of question. It doesn't have to be about this episode. Let's, let's make it about this, though. I'd love to do some dad advice. Yeah. That'd okay. be fun, man. Yeah. Ask us yeah. your Another questions. Another dad cast. Because we know everything there is to know about being a dad. All of it. Uh, everything. Between we'll, the five of us, we we'll can figure it out. Terrible advice and great advice, but it's yeah. up to you to discern which is which. <laughs> It'll be advice. <laughs> and then, of course, you know all the routine. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for being part of this crowd.